Hello and welcome to the Telbro podcast with me, Dave. Joining me today is Malchip Blaine. How's it going? <laughs> Great, actually. It's the uh, the A team, really, of the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. It's the FA Cup third round lineup of the pod, whichever way you want to look at it. That's what we've got today. The magic of the cup has brought the A team out. Mm, yeah, pretty much. So it was magic. Well, it was magic as well, wasn't it? This weekend. Oh, it was magic. So the last, the last probably that was before the Arsenal home game. Um. We haven't we haven't done much since because you know Christmas etc. Um, so we're gonna do a quick one on the back of the Arsenal game, which is just yeah, it, it, it's just a recap, just the Arsenal game and kind of the mood around things. And then after the Fulham semi-final on Wednesday, um, I think we're gonna do a bit more of an overview of basically this season so far given that's when the the winter break is um so I'll, I'll get straight into it what's your general thoughts because i started watching the game I, i've watched like extended highlights and stuff since as well um but i started watching late in the first half um and all i kept on hearing alan Shearer saying is I don't know how Arsenal out four or five up, and then I kind of watched it back and went, "Really?" Um, but what what was your? What, what, do you think we were lucky overall, or do you think we kind of rode out the storm? I mean, one of the problems with Alan Shearer's uh, analogy is the fact that you can't score three goals from one passage of play, so you can't, can't just like add them all up, all the chances, and then make it three 0 It still would have been one nil Arsenal if that happened. So I don't know where he got five from, but he did seem to repeatedly bang that drum. I don't know if Liverpool have played Newcastle recently, but that may have, you know, played a part in Alan mm, Shearer's I was commentary. thinking that myself, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to be fair, I think Arsenal started the game really well. It's how I expected them to start, considering I think the game on the whole meant a lot more to them. I think they needed the win more than we did. Um I think for us, it was mainly coming out of the game without any injuries and, and a replay, really, was the main thing to come out of it. But um, you could tell, I think, I don't know how late in the day the Van Dyke um, absence happened because he seemed to be with in training and with the squad and then was sent home, I think, the morning of, maybe. So it seems to me that he may have started, which then, if you put that centre-back purring together um, on the day of the game, and I think a lot of our issues stem from the build-up and when you don't have Virgil in there, he is a bit of a kind of... He offers you that get-out-of-jail of card with a diagonal he can play, and then obviously with just Kwanzaa in there as well, I think that was where a lot of our issues stem from, and I think Arsenal um, kind of gained confidence in that, and we kind of kept playing into their hands in a bit, but I think the pressing were really good from Arsenal, so you've got to give them credit. And really, it should have been maybe 1-0 at half-time, we were lucky to go in. I don't think it was as dominant as as it was perceived, but I don't. But at the same time, really, it it, it kind of remind me a bit of the league game at home, where we had a lot of chances to create chances. I think Arsenal did the same, but no one really took advantage, and that's just sometimes what happens in these games. Yeah, I, the one thing to be honest, that we're going into the um 
the home game against them was the press, really. Um, I think they are... I, I think people focus a lot on the in-possession kind of sterileness of them, but off the ball, they are really well-drilled. Um, I actually think off the ball, they are one of the best I've seen um, in a long time. So, so yeah. that kind of give me the heebie-jeebies a bit going into the home game. And then, so it wasn't really a surprise for them to kind of press us and press us pretty well. Don't get me wrong, I you think... Th- you think that yeah. comes at somewhat of a... Because I do agree. I think I think you could argue the uh, in Europe right now. We looked at teams. I think you could argue they're one of the best set up teams in Europe. But do you not think that comes at some sort of cost in terms of the way? Obviously, seeing they're having attacking problems. I don't think it's just obviously people not being able to score chances. I think it's just the general. They don't look too fluid to me in attack. It almost seems a bit. I don't know. So I'm not sure if I agree that they're well set up, but I don't know if that ultimately comes at a cost in another sense as well. No, I, I don't disagree. I mean, against those at Anfield, they got players behind the ball so quickly, but the issue with doing that is how, how are you going to get out? You've got, to, you've got to kind of build out really slowly. There's no real outball, um, which, I mean, we've banged on about. And the outball played a massive part for us, didn't it, in the second half? But, yeah, I um, think that's what... The change, no the change when it Nunez out left was the the big uh, obviously change in the game. I think because I think Ben White got absolutely done um, by Nunez and he you caused real problems in the first half. We were kind of just always fighting a losing battle because you always had the two back and you were always going to pretty much the best you could do was hold it up and maybe win as a throw in or get us a bit of the pitch. But in the second half, it was actually a real threatening behind, and I think that's where the game changed. And obviously, we have more, what you'd say, killers up front than they do. Um, but I think it's also played into the whole narrative that's following on with Arsenal that I think there's just a bit more pressure on on them to finish the chances as well. I think you see it when all players and all teams go through it, but when there's kind of a focus on and a narrative on Arsenal need a striker, then every chance they get, every golden chance is going to be a bit more uh, high pressure for them. And, you, and it kind of can tell even again that really shouldn't have been that much high pressure for him. I think truly the the best chance off the top of my head um, was probably the Havertz one from the corner. Yeah, the header. Um, and Havertz is, I mean, we can't really say much. We've got Nunes up front and his big chance conversions, pretty horrendous. Um, but I think Havertz was actually brought in to kind of be that extra scoring outlet um, yeah. for them, rather than... I think they thought they've got Rice, so they've got this kind of stability in defence with Rice, Partey, and the guys that they bring in from the back. Um, I think he's and... a good where the pressure point of, of, like, when he's playing that role where he's coming in and he's, and he's like, the fourth one of of the attackers... I think when he's the main man and he knows the pressure's on him, he seems to shrink. I think he's had a few games against us where that is kind of what he's done. And when he's kind of playing a bit off and he can kind of slalom into the box and finish off, I think he's a lot more effective. When he's the guy, I don't think he can really play up to that um, 
And I don't think he's so... I think with Nunes, you see, I don't think he shrinks. I think he might have bad games, but he'll still be himself. Where with Havertz, you can see him kind of, as the game goes on, just be less and less effective because of the missed chances. Well, I mean, Nunes changes the game, don't he? Um, I, I think that that's kind of the difference. He, he has got that ability to, even if it's just getting the team pinned back. I mean, Arsenal play with... Well, they played with... They played with four centre-backs, didn't they, across the back yesterday? Um, essentially, and having a team with with four centre backs then getting done over the top to me isn't really acceptable. I mean, I know Arsenal fans have complained about Ben White being kind of ran into the ground, but surely he's got to be doing better with those balls over the top. He has had some success as well, and I I just feel like okay, Arsenal were the better team in the first half. There's no doubt in that. Um, I think you've got to give them the flowers for the first half. I think they pressed well, but at the same time, I think that there's a slight difference between Arsenal playing well and Liverpool kind of playing into Arsenal's hands and Liverpool playing poorly. There's, there is, a, I think, a bit of both kind of happens, and we saw that in the second half. Klopp's just... He's, it's one of Klopp's brilliant sides to him. Um it's those half-time adjustments. You knew if we made it to, to nil-nil that we would come out the second half a completely different team. Um, we did. And I think a uh, part of the game that people have kind of disregarded is the fact that we outshot Arsenal 10-5 to in the second half. And it was a nil-nil game state. It's not like we were up against it. It it, it was an even playing field at half-time. We came out in the second half and literally had double the shots that they had. And, the, the the goal that we scored from the, from the free kick, the, the, I mean that's so hard to defend. I mean, oh yeah, you said, you, yeah I think, I think it, it was it's the goal that he gets. Is it? Uh, I can't remember what the lad's name is who actually scores it, but you yeah. can see that out of touch and the keeper's out of it. And I mean, the keeper probably shouldn't come for it really, um, but I think it's one of them where it's kind of. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. It's such a good ball in. Um, like any sort of touch and you're pretty much, if it's on target, it's pretty much in. That's how good the ball were. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think once you got to about 65, 70 minutes, I think um, when you wa- if you watched it back, there'd probably only be one winner in it because off the top of my head, I think we hit the bar. New- uh, I think Nunes has a good chance off that same bit of play when we hit the bar uh, from the Jota Redder. I think Diaz was one where Ramsdale saves it well. And then obviously we have the one where I think it might be at 1-0 where Diaz... Oh no, Nunes can play Diaz in and he just plays it in behind him. Um, so I think the chances were there and I think really Klopp would have gone away annoyed if we didn't hadn't scored in that period because I think it were really there for us. Um, and I think Arsenal kind of shot themselves out by about 65-70. I think they ran out of, of ideas and then he just throws everyone on as soon as it goes 1-0. So... Yeah, I think the second half is a much more... I think we're a better second half, to be honest, but it's a much more even game than the first half was. Um, but away at the Emirates, you mean you, this, you're not going to go and dominate, though. You are going to have to bend, not break, and I think we are good at doing that. And with the team we had to put out and what we had available, I think it's a really good day for, for Klopp, to be honest, and a really bad one for, for them. Yeah, um I, I I just personally I I I didn't quite like the narrative. I th- I think Arsenal and uh, as a club, fans and players have took a lot of positives from that draw. 
from Anfield, as you should, and I think they've seen that first half as kind of validation um, that despite the fact that they didn't get the result, uh, they probably should have conceded the penalty as well, but let's not get into that. Um, you know, that, that they were the better team, even despite the fact Liverpool are ahead of them in the league now, and we've still got to go there in the, in the, in the league. We, we can't really ignore that. But you know, the emphasis has got to be on the fact that this was without Endo, this was without Salah, Robertson, you know, all, all these all these players that we've been missing. So it's like, yeah, it's like, um, Not only that, Alistair, it's his first game back that he started. Um, I think when you look at that team, it's probably never played together before, I don't think. Probably not. Uh, there's just a lot of different things. I'm going away to the Emirates as well. It's You're always going to struggle or I think that you could see with the build up we weren't probably correctly set up in the first half uh, and I think you saw with the Trent chance where he hits the bar in the first half what we could have done if we could have got it into those players a bit better and in those positions we just struggled to, to even really do that but I think there's a lot there's a lot for us to kind of take from that game and work on and see how we can improve I think if you're Arsenal you're probably sitting there thinking well, that's maybe the first half as well as we probably could play without scoring. So I'm not sure what else they can do or how they can improve that for the game um, in the league. Uh, if, it, if it pans out the same way, you'd obviously probably expect them to, to score, but you'd expect Liverpool to be a lot better and a lot more wise to a lot of the things they were doing in the league game in a month's time. I mean, I, I feel like games between... Good tactical managers like this, they normally play out in like 45 minute games of chess. So I feel like that's how the games against Guardiola went as well. So I'm sure Arteta will adapt somehow. And in that, that next game, the Emirates, it'll probably be about being able to survive that first half again and then going again in the second half because they'll make the adaptions. But I just hope we don't go to the Emirates in that league game and kind of be caught in the same trap as we were in the first half here. I don't think we will. I mean, we won as much, I don't think. Um, especially when Van Dijk on the pitch, as you said, he gives us that option to get out a bit more, as does Trent. I mean, Trent's passing was just unreal. Um, as it was in the first game um, at Anfield as well. And I think that's, that's really a vulnerability that they have, that they really shouldn't have with the amount of the out and out defenders they seem to have on the pitch, but um, I mean, it was pretty much the same battle line. If you remember the back to the one where Jota um, goes past him, Trent plays a ball over the top of him, then and it's obviously maybe Sleeper's out of that, but it's pretty much the same back four across. Um, and again, they get done by that, so it's obviously. And every time Trent got it, you could see we're looking up and trying to do that. Obviously, he does that a lot in every game anyway, but with the forwards we have. I think it's obviously something that's playing on, on their minds and, and it's an advantage for us because they can't just seem to, to deal with it. Well, it, it's just kind of the embodiment of Klopp, though, isn't it? It's, it's right. get the ball up quickly, beat their press and then win the second balls when it does get up there, um, which is just kind of Klopp embodied. And I think Diaz is, is really good for that kind of scrappy kind of game. Nunez is certainly adapting to it as well. Um, Gaspo, I'm I'm not too sure. Yeah, um, he didn't have the best game, did he? But I think again, he's he's the one who's out like of all. Of... I, I he I just gets like thrown around. 
Yeah, that's a, yeah. I think that's a fair point. Not liking him in midfield. I think there's certain games where it works and he's and he's done it. I think the problem is two of the games he's done it in has been um, one with Stamford Bridge and one's the Emirates, and it's those just aren't the games for me that you do it. And I think part of yesterday was necessity rather than a tactical plan. And I think you could say the same for the Stamford Bridge one. Um, and hopefully you'd have some Ozlai or at least a few more options for the league game. Um, but yeah. For me, he's, yeah, he's just not that, not, it's hard to say, he's just not really a big game player for me, uh, Gakpo. I just don't really see it. I think when you saw when Jota come on, he's just a marked improvement on him in every way. And we just look much better with Jota in these sort of games for me. So it's, I'm not really sure uh, if these are the sort of games for Gakpo or, or how you use him in these games, really. I think he is a bit of a big game player because he's, he's a really good finisher. Um, that's probably... One of it, like well, his general ball striking is probably his his best attribute, I would say. Um, I mean, he, he gets the goal against he, um, from memory. I think he scored against Tottenham this year. Goal, yeah. In the well, second think, last year, even in goal. in like in the in the Tottenham game, I think that was one where we were all pretty much dying for Nunes to start against the Tottenham in the high line, and there's a few. Glimpse in that game where Van der Ven just beats Gakpo to it with his oh, pace, yeah. but if it were new. And I think with the Arsenal game, probably in hindsight, whether if you give Klopp the option back or whether he'd start Nunes or not, because again, Gakpo played the game as if it was Nunes, and there's a few times he just tries to run in behind and, and it just isn't really effective. Um, I do like Gakpo, but I think if I think he's better, like that burn the game was like the perfect example. You're going to play him against a team like that off the left, he can offer you a lot. In the big games, for me, he's still struggling to kind of impose himself. That United game well, was one, but since then, I've not really seen it. The, the, the problem is is that Nunes and Gakpo have started to kind of find some form in that left side. I would yeah. personally go Gakpo left side, Nunes down the middle at the minute. Um because I think I think that just kind of suits both players a bit more than the other way around. Um, obviously, we've got Jota there, but I think the kind of nurse and Jota back to health. Same with Gravenberch. I think that's why he didn't start. Um, that, was it a hamstring injury or something he, he got fairly recently? I think they're probably still keeping an eye on that. That's why he didn't start, and that's why Gakpo started there. But starting Gakpo there is not helping the Kai Havertz um, accusations, let's call them. Um, I think Gakpo is the better player, but man, the, the, the feels like there is a lot of similarities between the two of them. Like Gakpo is a six foot four bag of wind. It's it's <laughs> so easy to dispossess him and to kind of bully him, despite the fact he's six foot fucking four. Um, and that's probably the, that that is the frustrating thing with him because you see he's so technically gifted, but the physical side he's got the frame and everything, but the physical aspect is just not there. Um, but it wasn't there for Nunes, I guess. In this phase, he's been here a year now, so he's he's, he's going to have to start showing at, at least some marked improvement. So, I mean, I I don't know. I, I think. It's it's a bit weird with with the attack, don't you think? Because we scored a lot of goals, but the attack just don't seem to be really like clicking. I don't know if you. Feel I think. Any I, different. I, well, I did up until about I think Burnley onwards. I've been a lot a lot more impressed. I think you saw 
Gakpo and Nunes had good games against Burnley, I thought. Um, and then Jota comes on and gets the goal. And then we have Newcastle, where I think all the front three and even the two subs who come on, they all play well as a five. Um, and then I think in this game, I think Jota plays really well. I think Nunes and Diaz second half have really good second halves. So I think now what you're seeing is more what I think we envisaged from the start were certain games for certain players and they started taking turns. They might have an half each and they might have periods in games here and there. I think before that you were seeing a period where no one were really playing well. I think now at least you're getting a bit of rhythm from everyone. Um, Gakpo to me is just the, the weirdest one in terms of fit. I think with all the others you can see how you'd fit them in and where you play them. I think with Gakpo he always feels a bit more I don't know. I think like you can you can envisage the rest of them like running full pelt at the goal and everything like with Gakpo. He just seems a different type of footballer and I'm not sure. He just feels like the odd one out. But that's not bad when you've got five, to be fair. So I'm still generally more positive now than I was maybe two, three weeks ago about the forwards. Yeah, I mean, I think we are... I think I've said that on Twitter, but we're starting to see more of a Jurgen Klopp team emerging in 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 the current crop. Um, my my worry was that he was kind of going away from his principles, but it's good to see that the principles are still in there. Um, I mean, Sobers like did his hamstring within two games of kind of returning to this club pressing kind of heavy metal football style but I, I'm, I'm just happy to see it back but we, we'll see where we can go in these next couple of games because the the the, the cup semi-final is obviously important but it, it, it's important in a way of we, we can kind of get a feel for how things are going to be without Salah as well and kind of mess around with the systems I think we found Elliot has his pros, but certainly in games like when you're under the cosh against Arsenal, kind of that outball, Diaz offers a bit more as an outball than Elliot would, so Elliot might be able to kind of stake his claim for the Bournemouth game. But I would say if we're going to, maybe even against Chelsea as well, if we're welcoming Chelsea to Manfield going away to to Arsenal um, without Salah, I think I prefer probably Diaz on the right, and then, as 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 we said, one of the three of Chota, Diaz. Uh, sorry, not Diaz. Chota, um, Gakpo, and Nunez um, up front in that game. But it's nice to have options in it. To be fair, uh, what oh, did yeah. you think of the young lads? Uh, the two young lads. I thought they yeah. were uh, absolutely amazing. I think Connor Bradley especially was played really, really well, considering like you saw what Martin Elliott were doing to try and obviously that's the big downside of trying how easily he gets beaten. And I think obviously when a winger like Martin Elliott comes on on 60 minutes, they're obviously going to have a bit of a threat and a bit of an impetus. But Connor Bradley were a bit defending where he's running at him and the ball's running out and he just plays it off him for a goal yeah, yeah. in like the 85th minute composure and everything of that it's one of them little things where it's just a really nice cameo from him he never looked phased he has a little header as well towards the end where he puts out for a corner uh, and obviously both of them do a really I mean the Clark one especially he's just an amazing foul but they both do really <laughs> really good fouls um, as well to break it up so I thought they played really well 
Um, a lot of people said it like Klopp throwing the game, and I get what they was what they were saying, but it kind of just a necessity sort of sub. We had to make two more subs, and those were the more senior of the young lads to come on. So um, it made sense. To make it. No, I'm, yeah, I, I think I, it was perfect. The, the, what, the one thing I didn't want him to do is, is start the young lads just because I thought it, it, it could get a bit ugly um, in one of those sort of, you know, with Arsenal, especially the way they start and everything. And I think without some new leaders on the pitch, if it did go wrong, it could go badly wrong. I think even if it had lost in those last 20 minutes, I think that's the right time to do it. Um, yeah, and I think they both come away from it. I think that's what I mean. It's just a great day all round for Klopp, I think, in terms of the, the tweak at half-time, the confidence we get from another win. The fact we've beaten them and even like the subs and everything, it's just a really good day all round. Yeah, I, I liked um, Bradley's obviously had injury issues, so he hasn't been in the Europa League team as much as you would have hoped he would have been. So it was nice to see him kind of get some shine and some spotlight in, in, in such a big, big occasion. And to be honest, I, I, a lot of our academy lads look the fucking spitting image of each other and they all look shit scared. <laughs> <laughs> shit scared and he, he really looked like a kid looked like he was going to go within himself and he didn't play like it at all um, the header I, I thought I think it was like 90 second minute they, were play, they played the back post I think they thought they might have caught him out and he kind of stretches and gets to it um, oh, yeah. I really liked he looked like he could defend space pretty well especially against someone against like Martinelli my worry is because I have seen him. I've I've seen him at youth level one v one. That's me worry with him. He can't yeah. with Martinelli pretty well. Um, he's good going forward, and and I know I know he is. Um, he he played really well as wing back for for Bolton, but well, and at youth level as well. But me worry is that kind of one v one defending. But I guess when you've got a Canate and hopefully an Enzo, um, with him. A point that should alleviate some of that burden a bit. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I was made. Up I, th- to I think as well defensively. Thing as well with the young lads is I think there was an Arsenal fan who tweeted actually originally that um, the way Arteta has kind of managed Arsenal throughout the season, none of the young lads have had a chance at all uh, because of the way he's kind of um, used the squad, even again the games where they were dead rubbers in the Champions League. He still put out a fairly strong team. Um, and that if you're a, a young lad at Arsenal the FA Cup, the League Cup are now gone you're probably not going to get a chance I think Liverpool have always been good at giving the younger players a chance and I know sometimes people don't like it because they think Klopp's kind of going weak on purpose but I think it's a really good show of the pathway that if you do come to us even the well, bench, yeah, I think the young, the 16 on the bench um, can't remember what his yeah. name is now yeah, it's just a really good kind of look as well the fact that we have so many academy graduates come through and they'll always get a chance to prove themselves in some way uh, shape or form so I think it's really good it's just a really positive step for us as well I always like seeing the young lads have a chance yeah no um, I mean you, you see the lads around the squad even if it was I mean Jones is kind of a bona fide starter for us now but you know over the last few years Jones Elliot he's starting to come into his own it feels like um it it's it's such a positive around. I mean, you obviously you've got like the registration rules and, and and stuff like that, but just it it doesn't cost the club money, even if it's just a young 
kind of squad player. Like, it, that's just... How much is a squad player now? I mean, look at Jota going well, in and out the team. He's, what, 40-odd million quid? Look at Kwanzaa. How much would that... If you, oh, if you take away... Well, yeah. I remember had over yet. That season, if, if that if that player came in and had that level of performance in the games he's played this season, if you're buying that at that age, you're talking what forty million, thirty million at least. I mean, so that, that, yeah, yeah. This is where it's. This is where, and and I were critical of the club. I in the summer of not buying a centre back. I thought it were wrong, and obviously they see these players in and out more than we do. It's obviously a risk. They don't they they don't know how good he's going to be, but. It's a risk that's paid off, and that's going to be massive for us going forward. And it saved us tons of money because he just looks a really good centre half. And this is where the, the the upside and the positive of it. And there's going to be growing pains. There's going to be downsides to it. But I think I like the way we're always we're always looking. The first it seems like we look inwards a lot of the time, whereas a lot of teams um, really they don't value it at all. I think you look at Chelsea as an example, they don't really seem to, to value it outside of profit other than anything else. So it is a good a good look for us. I do hope um over the break that we've had on the pod Liverpool have recalled um Owen Beck from Dundee. Look like he's having a really good season at Dundee, so I really hope that we do actually use him and just haven't brought him back for the sake of it. Yeah. I can understand the club kind of protecting themselves, but at the same time Looking at it from the player's perspective, like I really do hope he's, he's. I imagine he's got to play the, at least the whole game against Fulham. Um, well, I think I think now you got the FA Cup fourth round. You, you, that is a one you could probably pencil in definitely. Um, so it might put a bit of pressure off the playing the League Cup one. But yeah, we Gomez maybe backing him up. The problem is you've got no game now for two weeks after Fulham. Is that right? Or eleven days? So it wouldn't surprise me if he went strong again. Um, obviously, the risk of strong, but I think the bright That's side of starting against Fulham at home is that Beck will have Van Dyke next to him. It's not like he'll want yeah. next to him, which I think might be a bit too far to have two young lads like that. You know, the Afghan have got to be, um, anchored, so to speak. Um, I, 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 I don't see. I can, I can understand the the home game against Fulham for rotation, but I don't think any excuses in the away game. Um, to be honest, I kind of think we this is a game to kind of get it done. Uh, that might that's disrespectfully into Fulham, and I'm not sure that we will get it done. But if you could look to get a comfortable win here at Fulham game, and then away from because it's sandwiched in between the two league games, I think. Um, that we play it would be nice if we could at least take a little step back in that one and then obviously have a, a, a bit more of a if we're freeing a lot for let's say we should be able to go to the away leg and maybe even if we take plays off at 60 we should be able to course through that one a bit more more comfortably but yeah it's just a I'm a bit worried with the squad just because I think I'd like maybe just two or three more available but it is what it is it's uh it's no bad thing, really, being in all competitions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's because we're, uh, more than because we're in all of the competitions. It's kind of gutted that I didn't even bother in the sale now to get the tickets. Part of me just thought oh. it's, it's hard on a Sunday. It's a bit of a trek down. We, we'll probably get beat because we'll 
we'll rest players for the League Cup and we'll have AFCON and the Asia Cup. And now, you know, it is what it is. If it had gone, we'd have got beat, so there's that. Well, I, I don't know about... Well, not you. Yeah, you have been a bit of a... Have you been a bit of a case lately? Oh, no, we beat Newcastle. No, we beat Newcastle. No, I've been... I've, at home, I've been all right. I watched us against Brentford, Fulham, Newcastle. It's more... Every time I watch us in London, we get beat, so... Stop going to London. Why would you go to London? Wembley, mainly. And, and then Arsenal away in oh. the 2014. Yeah. Terrible record. Do we win? Do we win? No, you know, the, the one that everyone references on Twitter where Howard Webb doesn't give us that penalty on Suarez. Um, I were at that one. Well, yeah. yeah. you just calling Howard Webb a baldy I can't because he's the head. He's somehow like the Emperor come back from the dead. We, everyone forgot about Howard Webb for about 10 years and then <laughs> he came back in as the head of it all, as like the leader. I don't know how he did it, but, well, because he was the big baddie about 10 years ago and then... Ryan Babel didn't like him, and then somehow he's escaped the scrutiny and come back. Yeah, no, the um, Liverpool performance of Ryan Babel's derby, or the Rio derby, whatever one you want to call it. Oh, God, that is not a derby name. Anyone wants to have that. The show is a better connection somewhere. Um, Fabio Cavani. Yeah, well, okay, we'll have that then. I'd rather Ryan Babble. At least he gave us both fond memories at some point rather than Hodgson, which was just fucking dead. Hodgson's best memories, they go into the Etihad as, as Crystal Palace manager and just getting results every other year, which has been <laughs> all right. But other than that, he has a great record in Manchester. He loves going to Manchester and getting a win, Hodgson. I don't know why, but... Mm, hopefully he doesn't have as good a record against us this season. Okay then. And you we've already beat them, so I'll take that. Well no. Anyway, um I think we'll leave it there. We were just trying to get off the back of um strike whilst the irons off after the back of the Arsenal game. Um but as I said, we'll have a we'll have a bigger kind of season debrief, I guess, so far. Um after the full game. But before we go, I'll get your score prediction anyway, Blaine. What's your score prediction? I'm going to go for 2-0 and Jota to score first. He probably won't start, but there we go. I'll go, I'll go 3-0. You, you referenced it before. Um, and I will go with... I'll go Van Dijk. Or... I'll, I'll, I'm sorry, I'll do what we, 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 we what used to do and I'll go left centre-back. Left centre-back, OK. So Kwan's a potential. Left centre-back, yeah. Um, I, I used to have quite good luck with Canate, to be fair. But I think he's stopped scoring, so I think I'll go left centre-back this time. We've also got to start changing the question now. It's not are we in a title race anymore. It's are we going to win all four? That's got to be the new kind of debate now that we have every week. I'll make sure Shane asks you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went into ask you. I think you're the man who needs to be under more scrutiny in the title title <laughs> debate. <laughs> Rather than me. Uh, <laughs> I've got no comments. <laughs> Take every game as it comes. <laughs> if you're saying that on 5th of May, that 
Well, you know, there's yeah, still well, two games left. Until I know until I play Sky Sports News and Liverpool I'm gonna take it yellow over their place in the league. <laughs> I will be saying that. Yeah. Uh... Right. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um as I said, quick one. We should be back in the next week or so with another one. But yeah, it's been emotional. Thanks and goodbye.